At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you in on a Saturday, this June 25th. Good morning to you, Marquis. Good morning, Nesson. Those of you watching on VSIN, of course, we say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi, and I just looked it up. Of course, there he is, former NFL GM, VEASAN host, GM Shuffle as well. I just looked it up. Let me let me see. Oh, my goodness. Ocean City, New Jersey, 81 degrees, a high today. It's going to be perfection out there on the boardwalk, my man. Good morning. Yeah, no doubt. Chamber of Commerce Day here in the city. I mean, it don't get any better than this. So, yeah, there'll be everybody be out on the beach, Patrick. A lot of Speedos out there, you know. <laughs> no, stop it. Don't look, <laughs> you know, but it'll be a good day. I mean, look, that this is what makes, uh, as the Nesson audience knows, I mean, everybody there is down at the Cape. I mean, the change of seasons, the going to the beach, going to the water is part of summer tradition in the Northeast. And today will be a magnificent day to do that. And what is Chamber of Com? What is it? Chamber of Conference Day? What is this? Chamber of Commerce. Commerce. You know, this is My the bad. day that they they promote. You know, they pro- this is like if you come here, this is what you're going to get. You know, they got to. You know, it's all about advertising, Patrick. <laughs> you know, it's the uh, David Ogilvy line of of advertising. You got to get that done. And do you know David Ogilvy? Great books. Is, who's get, give me give me an idea? Give me on. one book I might have heard from from your boy Ogilvy. Well, it, it's it's the he's not a writer. He was an advertising executive, okay. and basically, Madman was based off of kind of his life, not 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 directly, but the series Madman kind of had elements of David Ogilvy in it, and he wrote books about how to sell, how to how to motivate, the kind of the art of thinking like a client, thinking like somebody who's purchasing. Uh, so, and a great, great, great writer, because when you're in the advertising business, you're essentially writing copy to entice people to buy something, and you got to do it in 75 words, and you got to kind of compact those words and, and make it pretty good. So, you know, it, it, it's really a powerful thing. And, you know, it's funny, I, you know, what we all remember the Joe Green commercial, we all remember remember, you know, the, the, the Coke commercials because they yes. were so compelling and they captured our attention. And Ogilvy was kind of the guy that generated all that, that, that power. Oh, you mean David Ogilvy, the father of advertising. That's the David Ogilvy. Yes. I was trying to remember. Yeah. It just triggered in my brain. And by the way, you've got writers Good. on your mind because for our Nesson and Marquee audience, they haven't seen you in a while. And you are back from Key West where you learned to surf and you were hanging out with Harry <laughs> Truman. But more importantly, you were hanging out with my man Hemingway. 
Old man in the sea. How about that? What what was the picture you took of Hemingway? Is there a museum there for Ernest Hemingway? He has his home. So he he and I think his second wife, Pauline, they bought this house with the money that Pauline's uncle, Pauline's uncle was, I think, Pfizer and from the drug chemical company. So they purchased this home in Key West. Uh, It was built by a shipmaker and it was on the highest point in Key West. And they built it. uh, They bought it. They had to restore it because it was in tax evasion. They owed $8,000. The guy, they had to pay the city of Key West $8,000 back in the thirties to then reclaim the home. They redid it. But the, and so that house is what you tour when you go through there. It's magnificent. And all his typewriters are there, which to me, was, you know, for somebody, I own five typewriters. Anytime I like a writer, I, I try to buy the typewriter, not the replica, I buy the replica typewriter that he would use. So, for example, Robert Caro used an electric typewriter. Uh, I have it here in my office. It doesn't work. I got to get it fixed. But then, you know, he used an Underwood. David McCulley uses a Royal. And so I've, I've got five of them uh, that I've collected. He had them all through his house, which was kind of neat to see. Couple of things on a well, couple of things from what you just said. One Caro, that's Lyndon B. Johnson, right? With the uh, biography, yeah. I mean, so most ex- yeah. comprehensive bio- biography ever written by a human being, uh, a series of biographies. And two, you mentioned Hemingway's wife Pauline. She had to keep her head on a swivel when he went out. You know what oh. I mean? Oh my goodness! Well, my yeah, man that's got why busy. she built. That's why she he built that pool in the back. I mean, yeah, keep that's why in. she built that pool. Yeah, <laughs> and she spent all his money. But you know, going to Caro, I mean, Caro is. Now I'm awaiting the the documentary that was just bought over in Cannes. It's about Robert Caro and Robert Gottlieb. These two gentlemen, Gottlieb's 90, Caro's 85. They're working on the last element of the Lyndon Johnson book. This is the final part yes. of the book till Johnson's death. And his daughter, Lizzie Gottlieb, has done a documentary called Turn Every Page that's due to be released, but I haven't been able to find out when it is released. It was just bought by Sony Pictures, uh, and I don't know when it's going to come out. But certainly I'm going to buy it and watch it. I can't wait. Caro's a fascinating, fascinating man. Huge, huge now. New York Giant fan. I mean, I was fortunate enough to know that, and I was able to get in touch with him. And he watched NFL Network when I worked there, and he loves the Giants, loves them. So I was able to send him all my books. The, the, all my Caro books, and he signed every one. It was just magnificent. You know, I think most viewers have come to understand the Lombardi line, come for the betting angles, leave with sophistication when it comes to Robert Caro, no? And a myriad of topics. No, it's amazing. Uh, amazing. You mentioned, you amazing mentioned Cannes. You mentioned Cannes Film Festival. Uh, Dan Snyder is on his yacht out to Cannes. <laughs> yeah. Coming up in just a little bit. Great are the, segue. Are the commanders, segue, are the commanders a sinking ship? We'll find out after the break. Before we get to that, and the article written by Michael Lombardi at vcin.com comprehensive oh carol like when it comes to the commander's takedown uh before we get to that though we should discuss and obviously we discussed it a little bit yesterday michael but the conversation continues surrounding the nba draft where the hell did all that bancaro steam come from was it an inside job was it blind luck was it a syndicate i I think I, I got to believe, you know, and Will Hill and I were discussing this yesterday. I, uh-uh. I got to believe that <laughs> that that there there's somebody made some money on this. Yes. And I'm not somebody made some serious cash on this and it's going to be hard to link it to somebody. But somebody leaked that out, turned the market and, you know, and, and was able to 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 parlay this. And this is why I think the books hate the draft props. Because this is the one element where information, if it gets out, can be very damaging. I mean, we saw it with, you know, we saw the movement on Trey Lance when he came out. You know, it was Mac Jones. Trey Lance, all of a sudden, Lance became the prohibitive favorite, and he was. So that happened. And then we see this with Boncaro, you know. So I think that this is a, this is something. And, you know, all it takes is just one little guy. You know, Art Modell used to say all the time, you know, who's who's the source? You know, it could be the guy that picks up the wastebaskets. You know, the guy, that, the janitor that comes in and cleans the building. But somebody, somebody knew. Because. Because to me, if you go back and do, you know, some Sherlock Holmes investigative reporting, you know, Woj called down there and basically said, OK, where are we? You know, and and they kept spinning the same story, which they didn't have to do. Like they didn't have to rustle Woj's cage. Right. They had the first pick in the draft. So that that had to be calculated. That had to be premeditated that we're going to make sure that we get everybody off on it so we can get this going 
there, if you like conspiracy theories, and I do. I mean, look, I read a lot of JFK. Grassy Knoll with Woj? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think there's. I mean, I think this is a thirty for thirty waiting to happen. Oh, for sure. Now, I don't know if you're going to be able to prove it. I don't know if you're going to be able to prove it. But, but when Woj put this tweet out, to me, as as a, as somebody who understands the industry, understands insiders, then he doubled down. He did not leave any room for error here. None, none. And so he what what that tells me is he called somebody. I don't know who. I don't know who his source is, and I, I don't care to know. And said, "How we? He? What's going on? I'm seeing the betting market because Woj knew, knew what was going on with the betting market, and somebody reaffirmed to him, here's the deal.' Let me set now, it that up. To me, is premeditated. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. So obviously, the draft is bet on speculation, not statistics. It was an insanely aggressive move. Let me just and very unique, Michael. Let me just set this up quickly. So t- Saturday before the draft, Bancaro was anywhere twenty twenty-five to one to go one overall. Sunday and Thomas Gable from the Borgata is going to come on. He's got plenty to say about this. T- Sunday he got shorter, down to ten to one. Early Thursday, the day of the draft, he was minus 200. So we went from 25 to 1 to minus 200. That's an insanely aggressive move on Bancaro. Here's one thing we do know. It was one of three betting sex, right? So one would be price. Those that just thought 25, 20 to 1, even 10 to 1 was just insanely mispriced on Bancaro, and they bet the number. Two, it was board or steam watchers. People that sit there and watch the board all day, they see the steam, they see the line moving with Bancaro, and they bet Bancaro blindly. And three, where I think our buddy Thomas Gable is going to come in and corroborate, a syndicate got good intel. So there was a small group of people that got good intel. They crushed the numbers at as many books as they possibly can. And again, books had many different guidelines on how to get down on this. And they bet Bancaro, which caused a huge, insanely aggressive move on the number. No doubt. But here's the difference to me. When there's movement in games, we saw it in the NBA. We see it in NFL football. That movement is predicated by an opinion by some whether it's a syndicate, by pros, by the people that study it, right? Whomever. That's an opinion that's driving it, okay? I think the Browns will beat the Panthers in week one and to cover that three-point line. That's an opinion. This line was moved by fact. There's the difference here. This is where I have a problem with steam. When you're betting steam movement, you're betting someone else's opinion. Now, if it happens to agree with you, that's great. If it doesn't, it could work against you. Steam is an opinion when it comes to a game. This was fact. This is where I. This is the difference. This is why Thomas doesn't like it. This is fact that it was moving the number. This was there was no room for interpretation here. And when Woj doubled down, it really, really made the fact stronger. Yeah. It didn't move the market either. It didn't move the market. Never flinched. If I was Woj and the market didn't move based on that tweet, I would have called Hammond back and said, wait a minute. I'm not saying he called Hammond. I don't know. I would have called somebody in Orlando back and said, wait a minute. What's the deal here? It's what bookmakers hate to book. It's like the MVP. They're basically booking how voters are going to vote as opposed to statistics and trends and an idea of what a game is going to be and how to set it up. Or the ball could bounce the wrong way. You don't know. This was based on fact, Patrick. Yep unprecedented market movement as far as Bancaro and Smith. It was a wild ride. And we've got a great synopsis up at vsin.com by Ben Fox if you want to check it out. Sinking ship in Washington. Shout to Dan Snyder. That's next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Mr. Musburger, here are today's top horse racing plays from Express Bet analyst Jeff Siegel, who joins us here on the Lombardi Line. At Churchill Downs, second race, Jeff likes the six horse. Key of Life at two to one. Monmouth Park in the 11th race, he has the six horse. About time at four to one. You can wager on these races and more at First Bet, the preferred horse racing app of VSIN. And if you sign up today using the code Vegas22, that's important, Vegas22, you get $100 in free bets, my goodness. Go to vcin.com slash horses for details for this exclusive offer for vcin fans. That's vsin.com slash horses. And again, $100 in free bets when you use that code Vegas22. Okay, got you back here on the Lombardi line. I, I guess it feels like we're officially getting into summer. I always say as a sports better, that doesn't happen until the NBA finals and the Stanley Cup final wraps up and the Stanley Cup final wow. was extended. We're going to try to get Keith Jones on the show tomorrow. Of course, he is confirmed. We just heard from Stephen. He is confirmed. So Keith Jones will join us to preview game six. But Tampa Bay showed yeah. that championship medal with a 3-2 win in Colorado in that elevation yesterday, Mr. Lombardi. Unbelievable. You know, they endured they endured that first period where they had the, you know, the uh, double penalty and they were able to get through that and lead the first player. I, I mean, I could listen to Sean McDonough call hockey all day long. He's great. He's so good at doing it. I mean, it's just tremendous. I talking to him this morning. Hopefully he's going to let me know if he can get on tomorrow, which I hope he can, because, you know, he does such a great job. Belaseski was remarkable in that, Patrick. I thought he was incredible watching him and being able to deflect those shots. You know, it's just to me. You kind of knew that yeah, we were talking about we had Mike on. I, we kind of knew that that Tampa wasn't going to go away. I mean, this Cooper guy, this coach is fascinating. He, you know, he's a former lawyer that kind of got into coaching kind of in a unique way. But his messaging and his ability to motivate the team is so powerful that, you know, that, that close game. And, and even when you're watching it, I'm thinking Colorado's the, the actual better team. But there's some grit and determination and mental toughness in Tampa that you just can't put them away. They, they may go away in game five, game six, but it's going to be hard. It's what, it's what makes this so much fun, a variable you can't measure the heart of a champion metal, right? Like what, what do you do in that? Can't. They were, they were deflated an overtime loss at home. We come back down three to one. And all of a sudden you go back to elevation and you beat a team that frankly is more talented than you. That is, I don't know how to measure that's nebulous, right? Yeah, it really is. I mean, and, you know, and you're watching the game and you're thinking that Colorado's going to just take over because it seems like the game was played mostly in the in in the uh, Lightning's end. But, you know, they were able to endure and Valaseski was able to make some incredible saves, he, you know, and, and they were able to get some, you know, that, that the last goal of the game with, what, six minutes to go was incredible how they were able to get that one through. So it, it's been a great series. I mean, hockey is, you know – Playoff hockey is fun to watch. I like playoff baseball for me is fun to watch too. 
We're going to be celebrating America's birthday by the time this is done, right? This is fun. Lightning abs. <laughs> I mean, they, what we got Saturday, we, we go got back tomorrow to Tampa night, tomorrow, tomorrow night for game six, and then you'll turn around and you'll have Tuesday game seven if we get it back in Colorado. And then they start the season the following Tuesday. Is that correct? I think the next morning, yeah. Yeah, that's the way they do it hockey. They don't care. <laughs> These kids they don't just care, start dude. It right Those away. guys are grinders. They, and they just they grind it out. If we could just show the board really yeah. quickly, you look at the price you got on the Lightning as well, coming back the other way, plus 175. I mean, that is tremendous for a two-time defending champ looking for a three-peat here. And the under and the undercash, you know, everybody did. was playing the over yep. yesterday. It did. You know, and, and we talked about how the, the, the altitude could really de- deter the over. Right. Because you get kind of get exhausted. You can't play with the same level of intensity as you do high. When I was in Australia spending time with the Essendon football team, the the Australian rules football team, they would train any player. And I thought it was a brilliant idea. I, I don't know why more NFL teams or pro teams don't utilize this idea. But what they would do, Patrick, is they would take any of their players because in Australian rules football, you're running basically 12, 13 miles a game. That's how much those guys run back and wow. forth. And so Fitbit when they get an nuts. injury, <laughs> when they get an injury and they can't maintain their conditioning, much like Joel Embiid, when he got an injury, he couldn't maintain his conditioning for six days, God forbid, you oh, know. No. But anyway, you know, they can't maintain their conditioning. So they, what they would do is they, they have this room they call the altitude room. And it's kind of like it's just a very small, long kind of corridor room with a few treadmills and a bunch of bikes in there. But they can set the altitude to 8,000 feet. Hmm. So the air pressure in the room is at 8,000 feet or 9,000 feet or 10,000 feet. So even though you're going through a workout, you're doing it at altitude, which helps you maintain your conditioning. And so for me, when they were playing in altitude, you just kind of know the game's going to get a little slower just because you can't maintain it at that level. That's incredible. I had no clue that that was even possible. How did they set the, the I altitude? didn't know it either. When they when they, they called it the altitude room, and they said, well, this is what happens when we get a guy that's got an injury and he can't run. You know, we can't afford, you know, to get him back into condition. We don't have six days like Joel Embiid had. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just remarkable. See, you, you brought up that whole entire scenario just so you could crush Embiid. I saw what you did there. No, was, I, I mean, that, I was using was, it. I could see a, that coming. It's a fair comparison. It, it is very Here's fair, a guy, to be fair. He got out of shape in six days. I mean, I mean, Marcus, you know, I mean, we had Marcus Hayes on for the writer for the Inquirer. He even said it. He wrote it. I'm not just making this up. He got out of shape in six days. How? I don't know. But if they had the altitude room, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Good vibes with the 76ers lately as they decide what to do with James Harden's contract. My goodness. Um, There's a lot of things that are going to happen. I mean, I know you're going on vacation in July, but this July, the first 10 days, I think, of free agency is going to be somewhat interesting to see what happens. And what, what do the Lakers do, right? What do the Lakers do? You mean what does LeBron do? Well, yeah, I mean, LeBron's recruiting like crazy. <laughs> By Somebody the way, told me a fascinating story. Oh, oh pray they tell. Said, don't, don't be surprised. Now, I don't think this could possibly happen, but in the NBA, it might. Don't be surprised if LeBron convinces Kyrie to come out on a one-year deal with the promise of paying him oh the next gosh. year. Can you imagine could the Could you circus? imagine if that happened? If the league let that happen, could you imagine? Then, Ky- then we're at basically, what, what are we? Kyrie seems pretty laid back and chill to deal with, no? Yeah, pretty much. Sure <laughs> imagine being a, imagine being Sean Marks, like, and the number comes up, and it's Kyrie. You're just like, I have to take this. I don't know. I'm I gotta just exhausted. Um, I mean, I think I'd rather talk to Phil Letardi, Leonardi from uh, the Sopranos <laughs> than talk to Kyrie, really, seriously. By the way, I don't call July a vacation. I call it paternity leave, and I don't have kids. Um, well, I, I, you deserve <laughs> it. Oh, you, know, you know what you I'm go, saying, uh, bro. You know, you, no, you deserve it. Oh, Everybody yeah. does it. You got to get a little time. Will you come back stronger and better? Plus, we got football when you come back. We're going to have a bunch of camps. I mean, can I ask you, you know, this will be can I ask you a question about what you reference as far as Australia? You, everybody knows you're very known for your impersonations and your accents. Can you do an Australian accent? I can't. Oh, I okay. can't. But I, I love the people that entertain Ness and I had. I had a great time, you know, and two of the people that really were instrumental in getting me down there were uh, were the, these two radio guys, Tim and, and Gary, uh, <laughs> and they're just tremendous. And I do their show 
time to time. They love American football, and and they're great. I mean, they're tremendous. What part and did you go to? I'm sorry, you said it, but what part did Melbourne. you go to? I went to uh, Melbourne. It's got to be incredible. I went to there. Melbourne. Yeah. Billy Joel's actually going to play a one-night concert down in Melbourne. Can you imagine that? Hey, didn't I hear, and we'll, I promise we'll get to the commanders, but didn't I hear your boy Bruce was performing and then Paul McCartney, just 70-year-old Paul McCartney pops up and they did songs together recently at a concert? Yeah, I think Paul McCartney's 80, though, Patrick. I think Whoa, Bruce is 72, my McCartney's bad, 80. My bad, Paul. I shorted him. Yeah. He probably wishes I, the, the way I went with it. 80 years old? McCartney, looks look, like he looks, he you know looks what, he looks like, great. He's got good blood. He's got good blood, too. I mean, you not know, like Barbershop Mike, good, but he's got good not blood. like Barbershop, but he's got good blood. But I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, he hopped on stage to it. To be the thing up- about Springsteen that's so fascinating is the fact that if you just live in the in that area where he lives, you actually run into him. I mean, he was at the Freehold Diner the other day. I mean, could you imagine being at the Freehold Diner and here comes Springsteen walking in? You've never met him, have you? No, no. I, I, I'm going to have to hang out at the Freehold Diner now. By the way, Sir Paul McCartney turned 80 on June 18th, 80. Um, And to go through that lifestyle, it's not like the Beatles were getting after it. Now to go through that lifestyle and to still be up there looking that good freehold diner. All right. Maybe we should hit it up after the show and see if, if the boss shows up. No. All right. Uh, Well, you know, let's uh, let's transition a little bit. I will set it up and then we'll come back and discuss it. We'll start with here's what we'll do. VSIN.com. You wrote an article about the commanders. Why don't you let us know what you can find in the article? And then we'll come back and delve into the season numbers here. I I think as a fan, I think you, you don't need to have to hear people testify to know how much dysfunction. And I start the article off with a great Sally Jenkins quote that she wrote in 2003, four years after Dan Snyder had been the owner. She observed him for four years and reached a conclusion that is very, very, very accurate today. But no one pays attention to it. You know, no one was paying attention to it. We were saying on our show when we started together how dysfunctional that organization was, how they were never going to win, and they never will win, and because the man just doesn't understand anything about culture. Scandals, financial improprieties, that's essentially been the offseason for the Commanders, and we're looking at a season win total of eight. We'll discuss that coming back here, Lombardi Line on a Saturday, presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Lombardi line here on a Saturday. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you're having a nice start to your weekend. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. The article up at vsin.com about the commanders. I, I know I say the same thing every time we discuss it, but you grew up a big, at the time, Redskins fans, now commanders. Yeah. You grew up a huge fan. It would be impossible for a kid that grew up in the 80s like myself, it would be impossible to explain people this fall from grace. I mean, it really was a brand that was, that would could rival the Cowboys, could rival some of these other big brands, and you know Gibbs and the Hogs and on and on. Michael, it just really nobody goes to FedEx anymore. They're trying to build a stadium. They might put it in Virginia. I mean, it's just it's re- and, yeah. and Dan Snyder has ripped away the prestige of this organization. Yeah, he's taken the very he's he's made the fan. You know, there there's a great line by Eli Wiesel that says the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. Mm. And Washington fans don't hate the team; they're indifferent to the team. And, and I think that's the biggest issue you have. And so by his administration since 1999, you know, he's carried two guys that really have done his work for him. He, you know, he first he hired Vinny Serrato to, to kind of be his buffer, if you will. Yeah. And then when, when it got too hot for Vinny and Vinny needed to be the fall guy, he threw Vinny off the boat and he hired the punter from Richmond. And so and then the punter from Richmond, he threw him off the boat to hire Rivera. Now, every decision the man makes is a bad decision. I mean, he fires Marty Schottenheimer after Marty starts slowly, and he goes 8-8, eight and eight, he fires Marty. Well, Marty put Vinny out to pasture. Even though Vinny stayed in the organization, he brought John Snyder in. I mean, there was a time in that organization they had Marty Schottenheimer and John Snyder. I think that would have been a pretty good combination to rebuild the team and rebuild the franchise. But what I wrote in the column is, is there's some people – and this just isn't owners. There's some people that only want to win their way. They don't want to win, period. They have an agenda towards winning. That's a bit different. Now, people, fans don't see that. But when you work inside because of the egos and because of who's getting the credit, 
winning my way becomes more important than just winning. And that's the biggest issue. So for me, the, this whole landscape, this whole tenure, 1999 to now, has been just a disruptive uh, process for everybody. He doesn't make any good decisions. He's in, The fan base is away from him. And even when he has something good, he doesn't know it. And when he has something that's not very good, he doesn't know it either. For example, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is a wonderful man. Wonderful man. But he's given him complete control of his organization. Ron Rivera's had three winning seasons in 11 years. Three. That's it. You know, and, and he's never built a culture. He's never been known as a guy that can t cross the T's and dot the I's, as by the example of Jack Del Rio just going vogue, going rogue and deciding he wanted to speak politically at his press conference. And just quickly, when you talk about boats and we're making boat puns, we're not kidding. Remember, Goodell sat in front of Congress with the congressional hearings this week. They asked Daniel Snyder to stop by and talk about the sexual misconduct and other infractions against the commanders. He was on his $180 million yacht in the French Riviera while Goodell was testifying. That's factual. So... There, it sounds like they're going to try to subpoena him to come and talk in front of Congress. But honestly, how do you hit him up with a subpoena? Do you get in a dinghy <laughs> and just like try to throw it overboard? I mean, it's really fascinating the way he's trying to skirt this and avoid Wait. testifying. Yeah, I mean, obviously. And then if he does testify, will he take the, you know, he has a right as an American citizen to take the Fifth Amendment, which would yeah. just put him into further exactly. problems. And he's got all these non-disclosure agreements with certain people. You know, the, the, the one sexual misconduct case that was settled before court it had an NDA on it. And basically the lawyer has come out to Congress and said that this was settled because the insurance company wanted us to, not because Dan did anything wrong. Okay, well, then, then speak for yourself. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Look, everybody wants, in Washington wants Dan. Dan bought the team, and that's really the fascinating story of how Snyder was able to get the team because of Jack Kent Cook, the former owner of the team and the owner of the Lakers. Kent Cook, instead of just willing the team to his son, John, he put it up to bid. And John's bid fell $75, $100 million short. And Snyder was able to get the team, but he got the team through more financing than you would have thought of. He paid, oh, I think, $825 million for the team, which was a record price at the time, Patrick. Hmm. Record price. Think about that. You know, but today, if the Denver Broncos go for $4.6 million, I can tell you that the, the Washington football team will go for over five. And you could say, well, they're in a bet. No, that brand can be restored. That brand can become restored with one simple move. That's exactly right. Just remove him. And then those people in Washington, like myself, who grew up Washington fans, you know, there was a sign in RFK Stadium. Edward Bennett Williams was running the Washington Redskins at the time because Kent Cook owned the team, but he didn't really want to run the team. So he put Edward Bennett Williams, who was a part owner. And there was a sign in RFK Stadium in 68 that said, save our skins, hire Lombardi. And they did. They gave Lombardi 3% of the team which they wouldn't do today because of the value of these franchises. And Lombardi had to sell the team when he, his estate had to sell the team back to the Cook family once he passed away. But the point here is, is that they made a decision to restore their franchise and they did. Lombardi, Sonny Jurgensen, then he got sick, right? Immediately. And, yeah, then he uh, got sick. You know, he goes seven, five, and two his first year, he gets sick. And then Bill Austin coaches the 70 season, and George Allen comes in and begins the over the hill gang. And they kind of get it going there for a while. And then there's a period where Jack Pardee comes in, not so good. And then, you know, Bobby Bethard comes in and hires this guy from San Diego that nobody really knows about. This guy's Joe Gibbs. He starts out 0-5, and, <laughs> and then he gets it going, and all of a sudden the whole thing changed. I mean, Joe Gibbs is truly one of the greatest coaches in any sport. When he really you look is. at what he was able to accomplish with the quarterbacks that he had in Washington, whether it was Stan Humphreys, Doug Williams, Mark Ripien, and, and really not having a top 100 player other than Daryl Green. That's all he had. He had no legitimate quarterback in a top one. Now, he had John Riggins was a great player, and he had other – but Timmy Smith had one great game or one great season. But for the most part, this they were able to do it without an elite, elite player. They had good players, but it's a tribute to Gibbs and his coaching. Well, he parlayed the success Gibbs racing. I mean, if you're a galvanizer and a leader, you're, that's what you are. Let's go ahead and throw up the board, Washington Commanders, as far as the betting profile on them this year. Of course, this is a team that went 7-10 and 10 last year. It's odd. The defense, which was supposed to be the strength, struggled. The offense kind of kept them in it. Obviously, a new quarterback with Carson Wentz this year. You got a win total set at seven and a half there. 
remember when we had Vinny in South Point's got him set at eight, which does feel a little heavy on this team. Where are you at as far as these numbers? Well, I think it's eight's heavy. You know, would I bet the under? Probably not. I mean, you could find five wins on this schedule. You know, they don't play. They play the North, so they got Chicago. They, you know, what's Minnesota going to be like on paper? Minnesota should be a better team, but who knows? I mean, they do have the better quarterback. So, you know, they 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 got Chicago. They have Atlanta. You know, they're going to play the Giants. So you feel like you can get a win, one of those wins out of the Giants. And they always play the NFC East teams fairly competitively. So, you know, you can find a way to get to five wins. You know, but can you get to eight? I think it's hard. I think the question marks for me when I watch Washington scheme-wise, you know, they, they didn't change coordinators in any phase, offense, defense, or the kicking game. Are they going to be good enough? You know, I, I don't see how they're going to be improved defensively. They were one of the worst teams in the red zone last year. They were 32nd in the National Football League in allowing touchdown passes. Their pass defense wasn't complex, and their rush didn't really get there. You know, for all the talk about them being dominant up front, they never proved it. Offensively, you know, they, they, they basically replaced Carson. They put Carson Wentz in to replace Taylor Heineke, and that's kind of like a push. I mean, it's one way or the other. Heineke moves better, runs better with the ball. Wentz protected it better. Heineke had 20 interceptions thrown. Wentz only had seven. But Wentz turns the ball over, you know, do it, throw, doing it other ways, throwing it left-handed. So I don't see it. And, and I don't think they have enough attention to detail in Washington. I don't think, you know, the one year they went 15-1, and one, Patrick, I think they were, you know, first of all, they had Cam Newton, a quarterback, down in Carolina. And that year that, that Ron Rivera had 17 challenges that year, and he won 10 of them. That's huge. Hmm. That's huge. There were 17, he thought, 17 mistakes in officiating, and he won 10 of them. And that's one of the ways you get to seven, one of the ways you go almost undefeated through the season is you need a lot of breaks. That's, and then he got destroyed in the Super Bowl. Let's think about the irony of what you just said. There was such a mess in the front office. You just said Minnesota has the better quarterback. Well, they have the better quarterback because of the punter and the mess. They lowballed yeah. Kirk Cousins with the commanders, uh, the Redskins at the time. They lowball him. They, he goes franchise two years in a row, bets on himself, wins, gets the contract from Minnesota, and they've been in disarray ever since. It's fascinating if you think ever about since. the tie. Well, once again, okay, you know, he's under heat. So what does Snyder always do when he's under heat? He hires somebody to take the heat off of him. So he brings in Mike Shanahan. Smart move. But now he teams up Mike Shanahan with the punter. Mike Shanahan's never worked for anybody in his life. Mike Shanahan runs organizations. So now the punter and Dan want RG3. Mike wanted nothing to do with RG3. He wanted nothing. To, he, was, he was content to take her cousins in the second round. He wanted nothing to do with RG3, but Dan was Dan. Dan knows more football than Mike Shanahan. The punter knows more football than Mike Shanahan. So they went and picked him. But they were able to get Cousins in the fourth round. And they just kind of proved their point. It's, it's what Sally Jenkins read. It's, it's really arrogance, stubbornness, you know, that, that goes into his – because he thinks he knows. And because he's an owner and because he pays the bills, he's allowed to do whatever he wants, but he's not qualified to do with anything. They're five to one to win the East. The Commanders. Would you stay away? I mean, I, I would thought that would be ten to one. That is it. So you're not expecting much from Carson Wentz there. How could you? What what video evidence do you want me to look at to see much other than the 17 season? Week 18 in Jacksonville didn't impress you much. Shania no, Twain in much. the show today didn't impress you much. Jick Jack's next. You're about Bond. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, take a swing for the fences over at BetMGM today. BetMGM's pitching baseball fans a chance to, again, get busy with Major League Baseball. Register using that code VEASAN200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run. Regardless of your bet's outcome, you're going to win $200 paid for in free bets. You see it right there. It's a great deal. Okay, check it out at BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada or Mississippi. As we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line, he's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Carl Johnson, Chick Jack Johnson on Twitter, of course, runs the race and sports book down at the Beau Rivage in Biloxi, Mississippi. And he's got the, he's got the background. We got to find out what are we working with? Is that Jurassic park there, Carl? This is that trunk up. This is how I feel after the avalanche game last night. Oh man. (laughs) What to, to explain what, what happened there, Carl? Oh, I took a beating. You know, I bet them first period. I bet them, uh, you know, game, uh, money line, uh, puck line. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I went out. Uh, I went out flaming last night. So, so he, <laughs> he feels like a dinosaur. Hey, you know what? The good news is you'll have a chance to get it back tomorrow. That's exactly right. Now, you know, I just don't. I, to me, uh, you know, when I've started this thing, I, I, there's no way. I mean, I, I, I shouldn't say no way, but. I just don't think that they can win three in a row. They're just, you know, not two of them being in Colorado. Yeah, Carl, let's talk about your process on. I think this is important for the fans to understand process. You know, you go through a process to make a bet. You kind of analyze the game, and then the bet doesn't work out. So where do you think your process was wrong in the outcome here, or do you think it was right that just the outcome came out wrong? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think the thought process was good. I mean, you know, I, look, I, I, I can see uh, clearly it, it. I mean, this is just my opinion, but, uh, you know, it's my opinion that the Avalanche are a better team. They're faster on the ice. Um, you know, last night, I mean, that game, I don't know if you guys watched it or not, but, uh, you know, towards the end of the game there, I mean, that, that penalty situation, it looks like we're fixing to go into a, uh, five on four power play, and even before the delay penalty, the puck was touched. At one point there, I'm thinking we we're going to be in a five three power play situation, and then all of a sudden, you know, it gets negated, and it's a four four. It just completely turned the tide of that game. I you know I think the process was right. We just didn't get there. Yeah, I mean, the irony of too many men on ice, remember, that was the controversy, Carl, in game four. John Cooper complained about it, and then maybe he got one back there in game five. And, of course, the Abs still lead the series three to two. We'll head back uh, for game six tomorrow. Um, Carl, how did it go? Like, we've been discussing, and I'm sure you've had discussions there at the Beau Rivage, like the fallout from the NBA draft and betting. Talk, walk us through what happened down there at the Beau Rivage with this NBA market. 
Yeah, you know, look, this this is one of the reasons why we dodge these things. I mean, we give a very generic uh, menu. Uh, you know, look, someone knew this information, um, and that's the problem with trying to create a market on this thing. Uh, you know, the good thing for us is that bets are cut off, you know, 24 hours in advance. Now, you know, I thought that was pretty standard across the country, but I think uh, each state is a little different, uh, you know, and I know the offshore books, I mean, I think they kept this thing open uh, right there to last when when Woj comes in minutes before and uh, uh, Banchero goes to minus 200. I mean, this is this is why the books were scared to 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 touch these things. It's just, uh, you know, that information is going to get out. And if you think about it, different from the NFL, you, you can't control your war room because in the NBA, I mean, you guys can look around the league. Most of these players, I mean, to, you know, not to pick on LeBron, but let's take LeBron, for example. LeBron is picking, you know, he's getting the players he wants at the Lakers, uh, you know, and what's to say that he don't call them two days in advance and say, hey, you, you know, uh, we want you here at the Lakers. Not to say that that's happening, but – that's the possibilities of what's going on. The, the NBA doesn't control their war room. The information gets out, and uh, unlike the NFL. Yeah, no doubt. And But this is, to me, this had to be an inside job because, you know, this is a, you know, you're going to need some investigation because, the, to me, uh, you know, Woj doubled down. And when he doubled down, Carl, that that didn't change the market, and you would have thought it would. Now, you know, Woj is you could you people could say he's wrong. He's rarely wrong, right? Yeah. He's rarely wrong. I mean, he was carrying maybe he was carrying water for the Nets or the Sixers on the on the Harden deal. That he was wrong on that. But to me, there's a lot of a lot of times he's never wrong. And so when he doubled down as strong as he did. That to me, and the market didn't react. That told that that should have told us a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if you got something funny going on, what do you want to do? You want to get Woj the wrong information because he is he is right. never wrong. Uh, so yeah, you yes. just uh, uh, it's a weird situation. Carl Johnson. He got played. I mean, yeah, he you got know, played. Patrick, for sure. he, he, he got played. I mean, uh, if you're Woj, you got to look at it this. You got paid. You got played. Yeah, he's going to get retribution. What Woj, he feels like he's going to hold a grudge here. He's going to get back at these uh, whoever played him. Now, Carl, during college football season, we love talking to you because you're a huge college football guy. How about Arch Manning to Texas? Now, remember, Texas is going to the SEC in 2025, but we can throw up the Big 12 conference odds. Now, this is an Arch's year. He'll be he's a recruit for 2023. You see Oklahoma with the new coach there, plus 175. Uh, yep. Texas, plus 230. This was a five-win team in Sark's first year. Let's first start talking about Arch Manning to Texas. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, how about that? You know, but look, the, the, the people down here, they love that family. Uh, you know, they, you know, personally, I don't, uh, I don't think it's a bad decision. I mean, if you stop and think about it, you know, the kid's already going to have that, uh, you know, he's got two uncles that are Super Bowl champions. He's got a grandfather that was a, you know, a Hall of Famer. I mean, just a remarkable player, a remarkable family. So maybe it's best that he didn't follow in any of those footsteps. Uh, Texas is a good, you know, they, they, uh, t he, he may turn Texas's program around. Uh, and regardless, you know, and, and that might be a good spot for him to play a whole lot real early. So uh, they love him down here. They're not going to hold it against him going to Texas. Uh, they didn't hold uh, Eli, you know, uh, they didn't hold it against Eli going to Ole Miss as opposed to Tennessee. So it'll work out. Yeah, I mean, I think we are in a world where the world is flat and, and the connection between uh, is so easy and the kid wanted to go. I mean, look, who could argue with Texas? They're going to be in the Southeast Conference. So, yeah. you know, he's going to be able to play a lot of teams that he's comfortable with. And he picked a guy that I'm sure he feels like Sarkeesian was the guy he connected with as a one-on-one -on -one quarterback coach with a prestigious program. Now, you could say the program hasn't won in a while. True. 
they've been down, but they have the potential to get right back. You said the world is flat. Does that mean you want me to talk Kyrie right now, or should we? Con- con- no, well, I'm just playing. I should I'm have said playing. I apologize. Pat. I'm just it's joking. more connected than ever before. <laughs> you know, it's way connected. You know, the irony, boys, is remember Quinn Ewers is there in Texas. Quinn Ewers was a five-star kid in 2021. He went to Ohio State. He's not going to start over C.J. Stroud. So now Ewers goes to Texas, where he'll start for one year, Michael, because you have to think Arch was guaranteed a starting spot. Well, you think he's going to, and and look, now that, you know, the other rule is you can't transfer. Now they could let him out and he could transfer, but technically you're only allowed in this to only to go into the portal once. So some of the colleges that I talk to the coaches, they're looking at, they like these portal guys because now they kind of have them, you know, they don't have to worry about them leaving. And if you're a college coach and, and you're recruiting a five-star quarterback, you got to recruit him because there's a good chance he's going to go in the portal and you got to have, you got to have a relationship with him. So it's made the job for being a college coach even harder on those second level places where you got to rely on getting a guy that doesn't fit in somewhere else. Makes sense. Hey, go, that, go, go ahead, Carl. That, that Ewers kid is 20 to one to win the Heisman, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he, there, for those that don't remember, he was the kid with the cool mullet and the cool hair and slings it sidearm. Yeah. I mean, he is, he was I, a I big like time the Florida recruit. kid. I like the Florida kid on the Heisman pick. You, you've been obsessed with that kid for a while now. The uh, Saturday at the Beau Rivage. We got a minute here, Carl. The floor is yours. Set us up. What's going on there today? Yeah, so uh, Major League Baseball today. Uh, we got a pretty good UFC card, looks like, for tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll have a good crowd for that. Uh, you know, and uh, we're look, we're in our prep stages. We're getting ready for uh, college football, NFL football. I mean, you can feel it in the air. Uh, you know, on our pod last night, we played the Monday night football theme. I mean, it was it was awesome. I mean, if you don't like Berman says, if you don't if that don't fire you up, nothing will fire you up. Yeah, there you go. No doubt. Football's right around the corner. It's going to be awesome. But what America really wants to know is what are you eating today, Carl? You know, I got to punish myself, man. I'm, I'm going to, you know, from last night, I, I'm into this self-punishment. I'm going to be eating ramen noodles and beanie weenies. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a smoothie. You're going to go healthy on us. We, okay, ramen and some weenies. That sounds like a good thing. Sounds like a good Saturday. Carl Johnson, thank you. Have a great day, buddy. Appreciate Thanks, you, Carl. Guys. Appreciate you. All See right. you later. A market update on Deshaun and Baker next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.